Hey, 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 welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. My name is Orion. I'm Selena. And we are the authors and the voices behind Fierce Marriage, the blog, the book, and the <laughs> you're podcast. You're down there. Do you have other podcasts and blogs that you do outside of this one? Oh. <laughs> you seem like you're like mixed up on which podcast you're doing. Yeah, which podcast doing? would I... <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> I'm the voice behind so many podcasts. Anyway, I tried, well, I tried a different <laughs> intro thing. I did hey, hey, but hey, I thought hey. of it was a the chicken lackluster. from Moana. To, all right well anyways we'll <laughs> today we are excited to talk about uh marriage as your ministry and it's kind of twofold uh getting into it as marriage ministering to each other mm. uh kind of an internal like relational ministry and then also ministering out of your marriage what is this what story has god given you to share uh with the world that's good so we're going to go through that we're going to have a uh, challenge for you at the end of course and then we're going to talk about one of the questions that a wife submitted uh in response to her husband's struggle uh with porn or lingering looks at other women yeah so Um, she's basically she heard an episode a while back and she's wondering a few things about like when's how do we have that conversation how do i respond right what's the right um, amount of reporting the husband should do <laughs> right. and confessing yes. and those sort of things. So, good question. Good, good question. We're going to dive into that. All right. So yeah, we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. So your marriage as your ministry, what do you mean by that? I know I kind of drove this one. I was really excited. I wanted to do it last week, but you were like, no, let's do another one. So. Well, I guess it's we'll get fine. into it. Yeah, you, basically so, like ministering to each other, but we'll get into that. But first, yeah. usually we do like a warm up. Okay. Sorry, I, I bamboozled Jump. myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're really trying to fit that in yeah, every podcast. You know, i got to get it in every couple episodes or so. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, I have a qu- question for you. Normally, you do like a warm-up where we do the heart check or our highs and lows. But you just have a question because yeah, I so was my, like... We, we weren't... Yeah, we didn't think in, about this. And I, I wanted to do highs and lows, but I'm compromising. So, actually, I got this question <laughs> from Datebox. Oh, hey So, Datebox is... Uh, if you haven't heard about it, and I didn't plan on plugging them, but... They're awesome. It's, it's awesome. Yes. We made pots. I know. We made these ceramic pots, put plants in them, and our plants are growing. They're spices. Yes. You make them, you paint them, and then you fill so them with soil. You got this question. Anyway, and then there. Anyway, <laughs> there's this question inside one of the things, and it said, uh, "And if you need, anyway, if you want to try Datebox, you can do that. Use the code Fierce, and you can get your first month for fifty percent off. Nice. I think. Nice. Anyway, that's totally a sidebar. The question for you is: <laughs> If you had a huge, if if some benefactor gave you like. Ten million dollars, Lord! All of a sudden, you didn't know it was coming, and all of a sudden, bam! It just landed on top of you. Bam! Bam! Bamboozled. <laughs> Ten million dollars, and you have to spend it in two months, and you can't spend it on yourself. What do you do? Can't spend it on myself within the two months. Ever. Ever. Okay. Or on your family, like you got to use it for altruistic things. I would give it to Crux Watches. Oh, hey yo! Which, although that's not really a nonprofit. I know. Shoot. <laughs> well, I'd probably give it to nonprofits that I follow and that I support, orphanages and oh gosh, Young Life for sure. Young yeah. Life's a big one. Um, there's this one on Instagram. Um, 
uh, Morningstar, she, her, um, I'm blanking on her name because she just had a video, uh, Meredith, and she has an orphanage in China um, with, and babies that are brought there uh, typically have heart issues or um, they might be, uh, they might have Down syndrome or something. And she, her and like two other um, helpers, I guess, they, they watch over these kids. It's the Morningstar Foundation. And I just follow, have followed them for the last couple of years. And I love the stories and the heartbreak. Mm-hmm. I don't love the heartbreak, but it really just shows God through all the brokenness. So that's awesome. All the money's there if I had all the money. Yeah, that's great. So. That's great. I hit you. I hit you. I blindsided you. I with that know. Question. I was like, ah! that's all right. What would you do? What would I do? Yeah. Oh, you turn the tables. Know <laughs> <laughs> how the turntables have turned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, laugh at ourselves. Yes, we're, we're nerds. We don't get out much. Uh, what would I do? Yeah. I would probably, um, you know, I I am just, you know, our lives are. In all seriousness, we are here to perpetuate the gospel in every mm-hmm. turn, right? And so giving to stuff like that is incredible. What came to my mind, now obviously, if I had more than five seconds to think about it, there'd probably <laughs> be a lot of different ways we would distribute the funds. Right. But um, uh, we are part of an Acts 29 church. I love it. I love that they're planting churches. I love the impact that local churches have. You know, small churches have on, they have a big impact mm-hmm. on their community. So we'd probably give a good chunk there to just plant. Yeah, I would consult you for sure because you're very smart about like money and designating it. Well, I and... appreciate that. I don't always feel that way, but thank you. Well, I just that would have been my first. That was just assumed that I've I would got consult. You fooled. I would consult with you. <laughs> I'm bamboozled yes. again. I got see now the challenge is for me to get you to say it. <laughs> I already said it like twice. Yes, you said it more than me. That's oh, my word man. of the year. All right. Well, let's just let's jump into our discussion. I think these theoretical questions are fun and expose us. It's good. Um, but I'm I'm personally excited about this particular episode because I feel like God has definitely impressed upon us that yes, marriage is something you fight for. Marriage is you know a blessing and. It is something that God, it's also a tool, like God has given us to be able to mm, yeah. show other people him, to reflect him, to bring him glory. It's a place where we, you and I, a husband yeah. and wife can be sanctified. Uh, God's design is never wasteful. I feel like there's always, oh, yeah. everything is always used That's for good. a purpose. And so I, you know, there's a lot, um, a lot of things out there like vying for our, our attention in terms of like how to have a better marriage, which, you know, we're all about fierce marriage, but hopefully in this, in this um, discussion, you'll hear a little bit about even why, where fierce marriage came from too, if you don't already know. And um, we'll just go through some scripture as well. That kind of uh, just affirms the fact that we can have a fierce marriage even, and that means we have problems and brokenness. And that is part of what makes it part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the laser like focus, just to reiterate what you already said is to really define what that actually means. When you say your marriage is your ministry, what does that actually mean? Right. I think that can be one of those topics that people are like, Oh yeah, totally get it. (laughs) And they're like, wait, and they go home and they don't really know what that means. Right. And so defining that very clearly and to give you some, some ways to think about your marriage uh, and how you can live this out. Right. 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 Yep. Exactly. And so the Bible is really clear about how to, um, 
<laughs> who to love, right? And who to prioritize. Right. And he says, love your neighbors as yourself. And in, within that context, you know, our neighbors are those first people that are in our lives. And so when we're talking about marriage and ministry, um, right. that's the first place we have to go to. You know, we... Well, there's two, like the commissioning, right? Right. Is there's love your neighbor as yourself. That's mm-hmm. the golden right. rule, right? And then like the first commandment. Right. And then there's also like the... um like the great commission, right? Right. Go, go into all the world and make disciples of the nation of all nations, baptizing in the name of the father, son, the Holy spirit. Right. So what does that mean in terms of, if that's what we, if you say that you're following Jesus, Mm -hmm. these are the, these are the things that we are living for. These are the, these are, uh, this is, this is ministry. Yes. Yeah. So those should have direct consequence in our marriage and in our family. Absolutely. And so the Bible is really clear on that. Right. Um, and so I think, where we go from there. Right. So knowing that it's clear, like, okay, now I'm at home with my wife. Right. Or you're at home with your husband. Right. Now what? Yeah. You're our first, we are each other's first neighbors. And so how are we, how are we loving each other well? And from then, from there, how are we, I feel like our love has grown um, the most when we are ministering to each we're other. We're on mission together. Yes. And, and we're on, on ministering minis- to each other. Yes. We're ministering yeah. to each other. We're sharing what God's ministering to us. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of the first area. So if you think about it, kind of like this, this internal like line, you know, yeah. husband and wife. And then the second part, again, we'll dive into more is just ministering out of, you know, what God has been, has done in your marriage, ministering out of those weaknesses and why that really is the only point you can minister out of. Right. Yeah. Um, so just kind of jumping in, um, on how to, you know, minister, uh, minister to each other. I think sometimes no matter how much you like believe in God, attend church and have just like a good solid foundation, maybe in Jesus and in the gospel and understanding theology, Ministry is like an ongoing thing, right? And especially within your marriage. And well, what, so, yeah. And what is ministry? So, I, and I want to I want to yeah. pause you there because I want to just shed some more light on this, right? Yeah. So, it says, "Love your neighbors as yourself." Mm-hmm. Okay, that loving someone is ministering to, is ministry, right? right? So it's you know healing their wounds. It's speaking words that bring encouragement right. and life, serving them. Um, but this idea of loving your neighbor, right. I know that like for us, it tends to be this. Kind of out in the ether, yeah. Like, okay, I love my neighbor, yeah, and that, which means I just love the world. I love people right. on the internet. I love like <laughs> just accepting of people, and I am. So we have to really define two things: yeah, love mm-hmm. and neighbor. Right. What does it mean to love somebody? What does it mean to be a neighbor mm-hmm. of somebody? Mm. And so, I mean, go back even a hundred more, just over a hundred years ago. And maybe we'll, we'll just go 200 years back and we'll just to be with good. <laughs> so I don't, cause I don't know exactly when these things were invented, but like the phone and the car have changed right. everything. Transferred everything. The TV, right. you know, uh, broadcasting signals. And now yeah. we've got broadband internet and we've right. got th- those things have, have dispersed humanity right. and separated us. So like now you live way out away from people, like geographically far, far away, <clears throat> like, like 200 years ago, if you live 10 miles away from somebody, there's you a good really chance you never them. knew who yeah. they were, yeah. but you knew your neighbors, you right. knew your family. And so we always think of this idea of becoming, of being a neighbor is most real, the closer to home it is, right. like geographically closer to home it is. Right. So, and so Selena is my first neighbor. There's no human 
in on earth that I'm closer to right. geographically, relationally. I would, I would argue, yeah, I would argue relationally too as an aspect because I, I do feel like I... Nowadays, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do have friends that are maybe not in my world necessarily day to day, but they have... You know, there's an anchor. There's something there right. that they will always be there. Yeah, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater right, right. on gotcha. that side. Yeah. But but I'm just saying, yeah. like, just to add some to clarity clarify. to this. So yeah, like, absolutely. the further away someone gets from us, the less <laughs> really they are our neighbors, right. whether it's relationally or geographically. Mm-hmm. So someone who lives in our city is technically our neighbor. Right. But I'm not called to them. There's a as, lot. Yeah. Maybe I am. But what I'm saying is that Jesus was speaking these words. Right. In a in a in a in a culture that like had horse-drawn carriages, you know, like right. that was like their transportation. If that, yeah. if that. And so like, chariots, I yeah. think is the right word, not carriages. That's like, that was a, like <laughs> that was a couple thousand years later, <laughs> I think. Uh, you know what? History is not, not a strong a history thing for me. Buff. <laughs> You're supposed to speak up and correct me. Well, you just did. This is, this uh, is part of love, right? Some loving correction. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Which I think is, you know, going into loving someone is not just like these feelings of joy and happiness, loving someone, truly loving someone and loving mm, your neighbor. It's hard. It's, it's not easy. Not easy because yeah. it is, it means you're being patient with them. You're long suffering with them you know if you go to first corinthians 13 defining the love chapter you know and the whole i i feel like the whole bible is just like this definition of love mm, and it's all about self-sacrifice good. it's and all the world of, has taken it and hijacked it yes and i, I don't want to just get on my my uh, soapbox for a second here get on up there bud <laughs> get on up there you've heard me talk about this is that we god is love but love is not god mm-hmm. and so people treat love as if it's god mm-hmm. and here's what i mean by that <clears throat> is that if anything trumps the other characteristics of God, if, if love, quote unquote, mm-hmm. causes you to do things that are against the other character traits of God, then that is no longer a character trait of God, right? right? That type of love or what you're calling love is not part of God's character. Right. So God is love, yes, but he is also holy. Mm-hmm. He is also just. He is also merciful. Mm-hmm. He is also like totally good, which is what we mean by holy. Yeah. And so, so we, when we read this statement, love your neighbor as yourself, people in the, who don't have a full understanding of the gospel, full understanding of God's word, of God's character will say, that just means like, like just get along with everybody. Right, That's not right, what that means. Right. It's very intentional. Like loving you well, sometimes means that, that we have conflict that is healthy. Right. Right. It doesn't mean right. we have conflict that is hurtful, but we have right. conflict. We, we sanctify each other. Right. 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 We work on each other and, right. and I, we have um, meaningful conversations right. with each other. And so anyway, adding a lot of texture to that verse. And so I'm called to do that with you before I'm called to do that with anyone else. Right. I'm called to do that with our kids before I'm called to do that with anyone outside our home. Yeah. And it, the circle the, the kind of radiates outward from there yeah. relationally and geographically. Yeah. And it's important. I like how you always bring context to scripture because it's really, you, you lose the power of scripture if you're not understanding the context of it as well. You're right. just ignoring it. So taking Jesus's words, unpacking them. And understanding when it was said, why it was said, and how it was said is just so important. And to whom it was and said. And to whom it was said is yeah. very important in terms of understanding ministry and love and discipleship and all of that. So um, so I guess some, just some tangible things that Ryan and I do um, to minister to one another is, you know, for one, we definitely, we pray together. We pray for each other, mm-hmm. uh, either together or apart. Um, and we, I don't know how to say it. We, so we pray for each other. We pray together. We also like 
ask each other. And we challenge each other yeah, in healthy we, ways. And we ask the biggest question I love asking you and I love being asked is what's God teaching you right now? What are you, right. what do you feel like he's challenge, challenging mm-hmm. you? Where is he challenging you? So, How is he challenging you? Discipleship. Yep. So that's essentially, that's the essence of discipleship. Right. And there's a lot of kind of like me- mechanics mm-hmm. to it, but mm-hmm. You know, one one aspect of discipleship, and I think this is what you're getting at, is accountability. And it's not just, hey, have you looked at something you shouldn't have looked at? Right. Have you thought? Th-? It's it's how is the gospel, like, transforming your heart? That kind of accountability. Right. How is Jesus real to you? Right. And how is he calling you out of your comfort zone? Right. Are you responding to the gospel with a soft yeah, heart? Yeah, how are with you With an responding? obedient heart. Yeah. And I think that's huge. And so that, that big question will bear weight on mm-hmm. every on every aspect of your marriage. So like if pornography is a consistent struggle, mm-hmm. like that's not just a porn issue. That's a gospel issue. Right. 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 And there's, there are some physiological things, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. They're neural, neural, neural pathways. Is that neural? You're the science guy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> neural path. Oh man. I just, <laughs> there Neuro, are pathways. Neurons. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're in your mind. <laughs> it's like drugs. This sounds made up. <laughs> <laughs> So in your mind, it's like, so pornography does have some physiological yes. reasons yes. why you get addicted to right. it because it's easier to go back to it right. to get the same sort of fix, the same sort of high. Yeah. Uh, and that way it's sexually versus, you know, something that would be more like an opiate or a drug or something. Right. Right. But, but there's also a spiritual component that, that far outweighs it, meaning that you won't have freedom from that until you realize exactly how Christ is calling you out of that mm-hmm. for the gospel, for mm-hmm. him, for his enjoyment, for right. his glory. And so that's that sort of uh, discipleship of one another, starting mm-hmm. with your spouse, is what we mean mm-hmm. when we say your marriage is your ministry, right? And and in your and how you're discipling each other, and sh- and your intimacy flourishes because of that. Then that ministry begins to do what it begins to spill over, right? Into your onto your kids, yeah. Spills over onto your neighbors, right. like Your actual neighbors, the people who live around you. Right. When you show them hospitality, you show them love through. Right. Through generosity, through grace, through conversation, through giving them and it time. All, it all comes back to you, too. You know, I hear about, um, I heard from my friend that, you know, they're kind of struggling with the, their husband's career right now. He's just got some, a lot of um, chiefs that aren't very helpful. And so, you know, the kids. Wait, chiefs? <laughs> just like bosses that are okay. a little more. They're People just hard are, to deal with. Very okay. challenging gotcha. personalities. And um, so they had this couple, they have children, they have boys and their oldest was like watching a sunset and he was like, maybe this is, you know, God's way of a sh- of showing us the beauty kind of even in the dark places. And like, it's, he's still light. And it's, wow. so it's just really neat to watch God minister back to you through your children as well. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, I don't know, I just, it was just really like touching to hear that and to oh, like almost... envision that. It was, Sorry. it was Peter. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. They're an incredible couple, an um, incredible family. But yeah. Emmy, yeah. our youngest, her, Clementine's her full name. We call her Emmy. Yeah. And she, uh, she remember when she was like, you're like, who loves, who loves Poppy? And oh, she yeah. was like, God loves you <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. She's so in her sweet. little tiny voice. <laughs> it's just like, oh, and, uh, yes. She was ministering to me. Yeah. It was cute to hear, but like to hear your, yeah. your progeny, yeah. your children, your child yeah. tell you that God loves you to reflect that back to you. Right. It was like, wow. Right. So wow. I guess those were a few little sidebars of just like how ministry can kind of happen in your marriage and then through your marriage and like through your relationship with your, your first disciples, your spouse and your kids. Um, but a lot of the, the ministry I think that happens between Ryan and I is, is purely just like sanctification. You know, we're just right. 
kind of walking through the fire of it all, being refined and trusting the process, trusting that God is working in us and through us. And, you know, even in the hard times and the frustrating times, you know, we kind of just have to like walk through it and just know that, you know, this is not forever and this is not our eternity, but remembering where our hope is. Um, and I think that's, I think that's one of the hardest things to do. Right. So discipleship, I want to add some more texture to that. Okay. So I, I had a meeting with a good, good friend. Um, and he is like, <clears throat> I would consider him like a master of discipleship mm. and he's our age. His name is Josh and he is, uh, he works with, he, he was, he was a ranger, like a highly decorated ranger in the military, army, ranger. military guy. Yeah. Now he's, he's also like a nationally ranked wrestler of all things. Nice. And he's a, he's a, um, He's a seminarian, right? So he finished seminary and uh-huh. he's just smart. He's a pastor, he went to Southern. Isn't he? Yeah, and he's a pastor. Yeah. We're trying to get him to come to our church because he's <laughs> that's a, <laughs> I selfishly want him to come be an elder at our church because <laughs> I just love him so much. But okay. um so the discipleship process, you have this these phases, right? This is and so Josh is the one that helped you understand these phases. Yeah, yeah. So like information where you're actually like learning things. That's why we have resources like the 31 day pursuit challenge or Mm -hmm. the two as one, our devotional for couples. It's helping them read scripture together to kind of get that information in them to, to get the truth in them. Right. And that includes scripture, but I've, I've really come to appreciate three modes of reading scripture. Right. And so we will hold each other accountable in this. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's reading it just to get it in you mm-hmm. for volume. Right. So reading it just to get the stories, to get the, the overall, the, the story arch of scripture, the, mm-hmm. to get all that in your heart, in your head. Mm-hmm. And then there's reading it to actually study it where you'll take like a chapter or a couple verses mm-hmm. and actually look at the context, learn, like we talked about earlier, like learn who was, who, who, to whom is it ad- addressed to? Mm-hmm. Or what is happening in the the historical background? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is happening culturally, um, socioeconomically, like in the in the original languages? What mm-hmm. is happening? Mm-hmm. So studying that—that's the second mode of study of reading scripture. And then the third one is memorization. So mm-hmm. I've been memorizing more, and you've been awesome. kind of like giving me feedback on that, and <laughs> yeah. how it's like even tra- changing how I talk to you. It is. It's very transforming. Um, so there's th- so again that this is all part of like the information aspect yeah. of discipleship. And yeah. The next one's prayer. It's like learning how to pray. Yeah. Right. So there's the whole acts acronym, right? Adoration. It's, it's modeled through Jesus right. in the Lord's prayer, Ad- adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Wow. Um, and like, sounds like another podcast. We this should is probably do. Okay. So maybe and, the whole marriage in your ministry is like discipleship, right. discipling each other. And then, but. well, yeah. And then, and then, so, and, and then accountability, which yeah. how is the gospel actually bearing weight on your life? Right. So, uh, that's just the information part. And then there's like more, to the discipleship So next part. week on Fierce Marriage, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to talk about discipleship in your marriage. I think we should. That's a good one. Well, we'll see. We'll I see. don't know if there's enough there. Like, we'll see. Yeah, maybe. Not enough there. There's enough there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Who are you? Sacri- sacrilege. <laughs> oh my goodness. So anyway, so dis- marriage within your ministry, aka discipleship, discipling each other, um, being discipled by each other, and kind of walking that out is, is so important for obviously your relationship with God, but also those watching, you know, your kids and right. your community, okay. you know, how are they still together? I'm on board. We should talk about discipleship next week. <laughs> I'm on board. I wasn't doing a sales pitch, but I was so just this will be part summarizing. One. This will be part one part of your one. marriage is your ministry because, okay. uh, discipleship and how it radiates outward is where yeah, it really starts to get huge. beautiful because it's we talk awesome. about information. The next yeah. one is Imitation, yeah, and then innovation. What I mean, and the, they're nice, convenient. I You're words. hijacking my marriage, your ministry series Sorry. that I started. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we'll talk about that next week, but it'll be great. 
It'll be great. It'll be great. Uh, at least I'm excited. I'll put it. I'll put put that out there. <laughs> I'm excited. You got me excited. I love that. I love discipleship. I love all those things. Um, and so the second part of marriage and marriage is your ministry is um, ministering out of your marriage. So kind of reversing that phrase there. But what has God done so clearly that it can only be attributed to Him uh, within your marriage? Uh, that you can share. And honestly, friends, this is where this is. It's not like I'm going to be like, oh, God gave us all this money so we could go on a nice vacation. No, it's like God held us together when we were in the mm. the dark places and arguing and disconnected. God held us together. He brought these people into our lives. He We, we prayed together. We walked through this season being fully That's known good. like this is where and i think i think paul says it the greatest in second corinthians 12 9 and 10 he's um he said but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness mm. therefore i will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of christ may rest upon me for the sake of christ then i am content with weaknesses insults hardships persecutions and calamities for when i am weak then i am strong mm. And it's so good. It's just but that only makes sense though it if only you're makes okay sense. Yep. showing your weakness. And right. you can only be okay showing your weakness if you realize to the full extent that that Christ has made you strong. We're secure right? in that him, we are anchored, him. our identity right. is anchored in him, our forever our covering. Yes, we are yeah. we are completely secure in him. And it's not it's very counterintuitive. It's counterculture to boast in your weakness, oh, right? My word. It's counterculture to share with and not that you're saying, I'm saying you need to like plaster it all over Instagram, all the hardships that you're going through. Um, because I don't think, I think there's wisdom in, in how, who you share it with and why and how. That's and, another thing like, you know, your neighbors, right. not just the whole discipleship the aspect. Internet, right, right. Right. Yeah. It's the whole sharing and suffering with each other and, and point reminding each other, reflecting Christ back to each other. Um, and then that not just within your marriage, but to, to other people, you know, and we have, there's countless people that write in and then we have friends that we've walked through hardships with, um, you know, things like addictions as well as like infidelity. And God is the only answer. He's the only reason why everybody is still together, loving each other, forgiven, forgiving each other daily, you know, walking in this beautiful covenant of marriage. And it's been, it's been wounded. It's been broken, but God has, He's the only reason it's been saying it's been yeah. brought back together. There is a lie. There is a lie of the enemy mm-hmm. that I think is very prevalent nowadays, and it's that you can get through your own hardship by yourself, yeah. and that you should never expose it to someone else. Right. And what he that wants does, you to hide, right? He wants you to like hide because he knows 3. that if you can't, if you're not known, yeah then no one can actually minister truly to you. That you will right. always try to bootstrap it on right. your own. And God. And is, so what happens is right. you get people that they are. They are going through a hard time and they're yeah. struggling in their marriage and they cover it up mm-hmm. and they, they isolate themselves because that's yeah. just our human sinful nature. Oh, and we look to other things. And then when you actually yeah. need help, when you are helpless and you're, you, you're up a creek without a paddle, there's no one there because you right. don't have any relationship. Right. Right. And right. You've, you've isolated you, yourself from church, from healthy right. church. Right. You've isolated yourself from healthy friendships that are yeah. challenging you because you thought the challenge was bad. Or uncomfortable. But, or they're uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen this in, in just a couple recently yeah. that I was talking to, yeah. and they are going through a really hard time, the hardest, probably the hardest time of their life, mm-hmm. and they're just coming to grips with the fact that they don't have community. Yeah. 
Yeah. They don't have a real church they're involved with, yeah. and it's and, tragic. And God is so yeah. gracious. Yes, he gives us his word, and we're supposed to dive in and understand it. But he's so good and gracious to allow us to minister to each other. And, he's and given he us, works through us. He's giving us to the body of Christ, yes. the church, yes. for our good, for yes. his glory. Yep. And if we neglect the body of Christ, and then we we will find ourselves disconnected, right. isolated, right. and dying. So James 1, 2 reminds us to count it all joy, my brothers, when you, fi- you meet trials of various kinds, for mm. you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And obviously James is writing to <laughs> people not, I mean, marriage is like, with right. people are married, he's, but he's not writing These directly to, yeah, he's not writing directly yeah. to, okay, married audience, an audience right. that is, you know, looking at marriage ministry and stuff. So but, that, that makes no sense to say, count it joy when you face trials right. of various kinds, unless the second statement, the second right. verse or whatever, yeah, verse three says, you know, that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness or right. it says three there. I think that might just be a, not a verse, but <laughs> anyway, so it only makes sense to t- count it joy when you right. know that it's giving you a deeper faith, a, a more steadfastness yeah. it's in all God. all within that context of yeah. Jesus. And, you know, Jesus, what is the, you know, the crux of what, of salvation in the gospel was at the cross. I mean, talk about brokenness. You know, crux means the cross. I know that. But I'm just saying I'm just that's ironic that, re- that you used that word. <laughs> I know. Maybe it's not ironic, but. I, okay. Convenient. I know that it means that, but I'm saying where it all intersects for the gospel and salvation, the message of salvation is at the cross. Yes. And that is not a beautiful, it's beautiful to us because of what it means and what God, wow. Jesus did. But like, if it's you a, just took a picture on Instagram of it, it would not be very pretty, it's right? Ins- like, it's an instrument of torture. Absolutely. And, and of death. Talk about trials. Talk <laughs> wow. about trials and weakness. That and Jesus, Jesus, like submitting himself to that weakness. Especially in James, right? Because James is all right. about like, a faith that is evidenced through works. Yeah. And so like, I don't know, just, it's a lot to not see Not works-based evidence, but. Right. It's yeah. not works that, that gives you the faith, but faith that is evidenced and yeah. then fruit, fruit yep. bearing yeah. in your life and what that actually means. So. So getting wow. into our, we're, we're just, I feel like God's just ministering to us well, right yeah, now. Well, <laughs> yeah. He always does. I we feel should like just keep this one for us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully not people sure. get some out well, of this. Well, this is kind of, that's counterintuitive because my, our challenge here, <laughs> here comes is, the challenge. is twofold. And there's two the questions. smudgeness. There's the smudgeness. <laughs> there's two questions. So the first question that you guys should have a conversation about in your marriage, or we would encourage you to do, um, is how are you, how are you ministering to each other? Are you doing, are you doing that? Well, like where it kind of like put a gauge on, hmm. do we even talk about the Bible? <laughs> how much do we talk about what God's doing in our hearts and how much are we being transparent with? Um, so kind of maybe get a gauge there on where you're at and where you'd like to be and ask God to yeah. lead the way on that. So the caveat here is what we get a lot of is you get one spouse and it's pretty equal husband or wife. The, the, they're trying to get their other, their spouse to engage. I wish you would. With God. <laughs> Namely, I'm trying to get Selena to engage with God's word uh, and not be such a sinner. Anyway. In all seriousness, though. But it's true. Yeah. It's true. We, we are always <laughs> we're pushing and prodding each other to do yeah. that. So if you're, have, if you're in a marriage that is maybe un, unequally yoked at the yeah. moment or you feel that way, yeah. then consider that an opportunity to disciple. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So many times we back down and we say, oh, he's not listening. He'll never, he'll right. never get it. Right. Well, you know what? You can disciple and very, God will lead you. Can I just testify to how God's led me to, not you, but led me to 
discipling other people and starting that relationship with other people is it's been all through friendship. The first step yeah. has been friendship. Well, and what, and the catalyst that you're waiting for in your marriage could mm-hmm. be that God is leading your husband or your wife to a friend right. that will have a different voice in their ear and right. it will be able to encourage them and speak Absolutely. faith into them in a way that they're going to hear it because maybe your marriage is not in a strong place right now. Right. So just consider that an opportunity to disciple, even if you're not ministering like on an equal plane to each other, right. it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Uh, and um, the second one, I'll, the, I'll share this one. So, okay. uh, so these are the couple of the challenge conversations that you should be having with your spouse is how are you ministering in your marriage and, or I'm sorry, how are you ministering to each other or not ministering to each other? How can you grow something to think about, but also talk about the second question to talk about is what, what is your story? Right? Mm-hmm. So a fierce marriage started because it was our story. Right. And we realized that our marriage was our ministry. Really? I mean, right. honestly, cause yeah. God, I was. Very quickly, having a bit of an existential crisis. <laughs> you I, and your big words. Yeah, I had a, uh, I had a, we still have it actually. It's a web development company. I was doing freelance work at the time. I was working for some big companies and doing, and I just, I'm sitting at the computer, I'm designing and developing code. It's super boring. Selena's like glossing over right now because <laughs> I'm talking about it. <laughs> I'm not. And I was just like, God, what? I feel like I'm just spinning my wheels here. I'm not getting any joy or fulfillment out of this. Right. I feel like I need to do something for you. What do you want us to do? I feel mm-hmm. like we're just, this is pointless. I feel like I'm just working for whatever reason and I'm trapped trapped because I need to make the money because I have to pay rent. Right, right. But, and God was just like, you know what? Your marriage is your ministry. Mm -hmm. Use it. And I took him literally. (laughs) And then I, and then I, then I put together the pitch and I pitched my, my, I pitched Selena on it and you, then you took it. I came up with the name. You just never let me forget that. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's the only like big part. Sometimes I feel like I've like, Oh, come on. You're a, you're the web guy. You keep it all looking nice. You're a huge and, part of this. I know. I know. I'm fifty percent of it, pretty no, much. Forty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Agree to disagree. Well, well it's all right. <laughs> no. Okay, but so what's so, your story? So, no, I think that we have a story, right? And maybe, maybe it's not a big glorious story, but maybe it's you know, hey, I, this is how I connected with my husband more, or this is how we walked through some financial stress and how God really just delivered us from this and his graciousness or, you know what we have, uh, we are dealing with infidelity and we Mm. don't know what to do or who to talk to or how to go about it. Like there are people, God is so big and gracious and he can use those weaknesses. He can use our trials and our suffering for his glory, for our good and for the sake of others to be able to know him better. And that could, that could apply to any aspect of your marriage, whether you've not communicated well or your priorities are all out of whack or they were all out of whack and you figured, and God has brought you through that. That that's your story, right? If, and if you're not in a place of strength, then you're in the middle of God writing your story and he will continue to write your story to the Day you're with him in heaven. Right. And so just embracing that, owning it, yeah. and l- allowing it, like Selena read in that Second Corinthians verse, we're letting you boast in your weaknesses mm-hmm. because when you're weak, you are strong mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. Allowing that to be on display for what? For God's glory, mm-hmm. for the good of you you and your spouse, for mm-hmm. the good of your neighbors. Right. Uh, it all, so really it all comes down to just living honestly yeah. with yourself, transparently, <laughs> living openly, transparently, yeah. all in light and of the gospel. And that's a hard thing, yeah. especially in our culture today, especially with all the posturing and social media, but we won't go there. So have those conversations with each other, ask each other those questions, um, and be honest with each other and let it start there. Yeah. So jumping into this last section here, we are going to 
answer a question from you from my good friend anon as ryan likes to call this person it's anonymous i once read it as anon so that's an interesting name i was like anon huh who's that <laughs> you <laughs> you well, because so you wrote it sheltered you sometimes. wrote it like that i'm not sheltered people do have the name anon who right in anon. Yeah. right yeah. in <laughs> if your name is anon please set ryan straight <laughs> I do think there are people with that name, though. You can't say nobody has that name. I can't definitively say that. You're right. I and I'm not saying that ignorantly. There's people from different cultures that have. I am that saying name. that if someone names if someone names their child Anon, they're just asking for it, though. Okay. Well, we don't understand that or know life the of that name. child. They we don't think, know the oh, name. No. You're, you're nameless. What if it's a different? You're what if it's child. a different country? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So. Um, First, so here's the question, or do you want to read it because you you wrote it? I re, I, I kind of tweaked you, you it a little bit to be readable. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I think someone sent this in via voice text or something, so there are some words in there that need to be traded out. Right. Um, but I think I got the essence of it. So um, they said, my husband and I have been married for two years and have just kind of started on this incredible sanctification journey with Christ and each other. First off, that's awesome. Um, they said it stems from an episode a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago about pornography and an admission of viewing it a few times. I think that's what she yeah. meant to say. Yeah. Um, so we've spoken a lot about transparency and accountability questions out of love. Can you speak a little bit about how to handle the wife's response or, or the responses to accountability questions? Mm-hmm. And then the other part, there's actually like three or four parts to this question. Uh, how to communicate our feelings, but first uh, with show love and grace and how to walk the line of not approving of a behavior, but also expressing forgiveness and love. Right. Also, how much is too much to share? My husband is traveling at, at the be- and at the beach while he's traveling and has some lingering stares that go beyond the first look of a woman. Is that something he should share with me if it doesn't happen a second time? Thank you for your time and wisdom. We'll try to share some wisdom. <laughs> by God's yeah, grace. no, there's a lot of parts to this question, and they're good questions to ask. I'm, I think it's awesome that sh- they're asking these, yeah, and they're talking about that, and that they're being okay with the uncomfortable. And even if you're not feeling confident, it's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna trust God in this situation, mm. and we'll answer, walk through these, and ask these questions. We're not gonna be afraid of them. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. So, so how can <clears throat> a wife respond? So we've been through this. Mm-hmm. Right. And I basically realized that traditional accountability is not working. Right. I want Selena. I, I wanted to have more honest relationship with you. We wanted we that. We want to be. Yeah. And you want to be known. I think there's security and assurance in knowing each other. And there is. But there's also fear that if and, you truly know me, you reject right, me. Right. 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 And again, that's where that's where, <laughs> you know, the love like the wife's response is huge. The gospel. Yeah. And that's where the gospel bears weight and saying like when Ryan came to me about how he was dealing with um, pornography, um, I definitely there's the hurt, there's the anger and the frustration. Um, but once I took a moment away and asked God, God, how do I deal with this? How do you want me to handle this? I felt like he was saying, extend grace, um, become a safe place for him, and just trust and know that he he feels the shame already. He feels the weight, and you don't need to add to that. Um, and I think that was very transformative for me because, and for me, I'll just, I'll just say, (laughs) um, because it's so easy. Really, it was the beginning of like total freedom. Absolutely. From that. And and total and honestly, like forsaking that desire entirely. Right. And those been rewiring those neural pathways that we talked about. Right. And that all takes time. Right. So 
I'm just going to, I mean, responding in grace and being that safe place right. really did resonate with and me. And we had to have does. a conversation about that saying, okay, from here on out, like, I want you to be able to share with me when you're struggling. I will ask you, um, I mean, basically our conversations are pretty basic. They've become this. We don't ask, I don't need to rehash a crime scene. I just need to understand if something happened, how it happened, right? maybe why it happened. Um, I don't need every single detail, but I need to understand how I can love you through this and how we can repent together and talk about this and work through it, you know, in, in, in through the lens of the gospel. And all of that assumes complete honesty right. from me mm-hmm. and that I'm not glossing over it. Right. Like it's one thing to be like, here's every nitty gritty detail mm-hmm. to like gross you out. Right. Or there's the, the honest, like, yes, it was a sin. Right. I'm owning it. Well, and not I pre- like, oh, it's okay. I kind of just dabbled, but it's right. not a big deal. Right. Like right. don't want to, you don't want to minimize owning it. it on every level. Yeah. And without, so without rehashing, like I, like you say, you don't need to go back and like recreate the crime scene. Right, right. Right. It's, you know, I think that it's great that there, she's asking those questions. Like, how do you communicate like to each other and how much is too much to share? So, you know, I don't think we need to get into every single dirty detail about what's going on. The fact of the matter is, is I think, you know, the questions I ask Ryan are, have you struggled recently? Mm-hmm. Have you, and has we know what that means. Struggled. Yes. We have defined those uh, before struggling, meaning have you looked at something online? Have you seen something elsewhere? Have you not your eyes not bounced? And as to far be, as like, yeah, that's go that's good. And to and I want to differentiate because I'm online most every day right. because of web development and the blog and yeah. and so I'm I to be honest, I always come across not like pornographic stuff, but always stuff that's like a temptation, right? Right. right. And it's that's so seeing something is I don't go places where I know I'm going to see that stuff because right. I don't want to go there on purpose. Right. But when I do see it. When I happen upon it, yeah, then it's a heart that you have a you, you're at a crossroad. Right, is your heart going to go the sinful route or the or the non sinful route, right. the righteous route? Right, and so I think that's where we differentiate. Like how much is too much? It's where you know, like as a guy right. or as a girl, right. you know when you've departed from God's, like from righteousness. Right, right, and where you've lingered or you've you've entertained it or you know had lustful thoughts, whether right. they're active or passive. And I think that's how you've responded to me when I say, Hey, have you struggled with anything? Has it led to anything? So uh, those are conversations that we've defined. Like, have you struggled with anything? Have you looked at something longer than you should have looked at it? And did it lead to a sinful action on your part or something that is without that is outside of our marriage, like intimacy covenant. Um, So I hope that answers the question of, you know, and when you're traveling, I think having those questions already in place, you know, we talked about a family who, uh, he was deployed and every time they would have a conversation, we talked about how, um, her and I talked about how maybe asking those questions every time and, and him knowing those questions were coming every mm-hmm. time, um, as a loving, like reminder and encouragement of, I love you. I, I love our marriage. I'm so grateful. And I want to I and want this, to strive for purity in this. And that's exactly why discipleship of each other is Absolutely. so important. Because if you as a wife or right. me as a husband, I see the objective I is see that we are discipling each yes, other. Yes. I'm asking you this on an equal playing field, right? right? Not like you're not I'm policing. Your spouse, I'm not your you're spouse not, and you've broken my heart. Yes. yes, yes. There's some of that there, yes. but I'm, I'm, I'm a stakeholder in your righteousness. Right, right. I'm a stakeholder in your faith. Right. I care about you and I right. want you to flourish and I want you more than anything. I don't want, I want you to, to be closer to Jesus. Right more than I want you to be closer to me. Right. But inevitably because of that, we be, we get closer together. Right. 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 So, so I think having a conver- 
a conversation, knowing what questions mean, like defining Mm -hmm. the question of what you're going to ask and knowing, I think as a husband, maybe you can speak to this of what you're going to share and not saying, Oh, well, I don't have to share that. Like if that's what you're, how you're responding, it depends on your level of trust. Right. right. So you need to have a conversation about how much do you trust each other? So there's minor, I would say they're minor offenses where maybe they're not, I don't want to minimize them, but they're not like a full blown affair or a full blown like pornography addiction, but maybe you're, you have a problem like looking two, three, four times at attractive women right? because you're just entertaining those types of thoughts. Right. right. And that, that, you know, if you've built trust, then you can bring those up, but right. you can also just say like, yeah, this has been a struggle in general, right. not every instance of it, but in right. general, I need your help. And we've had conversations about that. That, yeah. that, you know, like, yeah. I mean, just the other day I was telling Ryan, I was, ha- I was, I was feeling insecure about kind of myself and just our relationship. And then we were out with a group of friends and I felt like, and, and she's like, you know, the fiance of someone were some right in front of, like, we're just all together as a group. There was no like special treatment, but you know, they're laughing, Ryan and her are laughing and talking and she's talking to me as well. It's, there's nothing weird at all. But then I feel this kind of insecurity already. And so then mm. I see them and I'm like, do you, you know, did you feel attracted to her? I mean, did you, th- it sounds silly, but I'm, I'm trying to expose my own weakness yeah. to show that, you know, like God has brought us far, but we still like deal with things. And then as a husband, it's yeah. not, and it's my job to listen to your heart and right. not be like, get defensive and be like, what? You're crazy. Why right. are you even thinking right. that? You're that and just dismissing it. Right. But saying, okay, I can this see how you thought that. This is an opportunity for ministry and discipleship. I can see how I, I was not considerate of you. And yeah. maybe, this you was know, not my intention at all. Yeah. This and is just kind of how. I sinned or anything, no. but it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm coming alongside you. I'm not just like, right. you're not the enemy. Right? right. We're working through it together. Absolutely. So. so I think that went really well with our discussion today. <laughs> this is a good, this is a good question. So thank yeah. you. Thank you, Anon, for your questions. <laughs> um, but if you do have any other questions or things you want to ask, please, you can call or text them in uh, at 971-333-1120. Uh, you can go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. There's forms and everything you can submit to ask questions. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, uh, please subscribe rate share tell us why tell them why you liked it tell them the crowds yeah. on the the podcast i always say it but ratings and reviews are I the know. currency of the podcasting world it so is. if it's helped you at all that would mean a ton to us yeah and of course only if we've earned it um but uh yeah well, thank you for listening yes. and just to recap because i think recaps are fun and they're you important. like recaps Today we talked about what we mean by your marriage being your ministry. Right. And that you minister to each other. You mm-hmm. minister in through, your marriage. Through discipleship. And you minister yeah. out of your marriage. Yeah. And di- discipleship is the primary way yeah. that that happens. All of it. On both sides. Then we also answered a question about um, dealing with, um, well, we did the couples challenge. Sorry, the couples conversation challenge is that you can ask each other, how are you ministering or not ministering to each other? Yeah. In a way that maybe you think you should. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's your story that God can use? Mm-hmm. And whatever that is. And how are you being a vessel that's yeah. being spilled out yeah. with the gospel, with discipling others and, and using your story for God's that's glory? Awesome. And then we answered a question, um, which yeah. you just heard. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. And uh, Selena, why don't you pray us out? Okay. And then we will wrap it up. God, thank you so much for this podcast. Thank you for how it's ministered uh, to Ryan and I's heart hearts and to the heart of our marriage. Thank you that you are a good and gracious God and that we don't have to live in fear, um, but that we can ask hard questions of each other. We can disciple one another um, in confidence um, and in assurance of your love and the hope that you've given us through Jesus. God, thank you that 
Jesus came and he changes everything. Help our hearts to know that more deeply and more clearly every day, Lord. In your name, amen. 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 So next week we will be discussing part two of this, and that's the whole discipleship component. And what does discipleship actually look like? Yeah. And this will be a marriage conversation because this is the Fierce Marriage Podcast, but it will be, it will have uh, applications that are far reaching. Yes. You can apply them within your marriage as spouse, but also as a parent and then as a friend and as a discipler of younger people as well. So please make sure to join us next week. Uh, If you're still listening, good job. (laughs) I've read the stats and most people cut off before the last uh, five, 10 minutes. So here you are. We're running a little long too, I think. Now let's have a little conversation, just you and us. (laughs) Secret conversation. Secret conversation. This is going against everything we talked about. (laughs) Transparency and honesty and everything. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you had fun. And we will see you in about seven days. This episode is... In the can. All right, everybody. Woo! Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com. Or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Take care.